Welcome to Divorce at Altitude, a podcast on Colorado family law. I'm Ryan Kalamea. Each week, along with my business partner and co-host, Amy Gosha, or an expert, we discuss a particular topic related to divorce or co-parenting in Colorado. In addition, we have created a short series of lessons that will take you through the legal process of divorce and answer your questions from simple to complex. Divorce isn't easy. The end of a marriage, especially when children are involved, brings a great deal of loss and change. We hope these practical tips and insights will help you on your journey to a new and better life. In this episode, I'm going to discuss dividing qualified retirement plans in a Colorado divorce. Now, qualified plans are 401ks, 403bs, and any sort of pension. And the reason that they're called qualified plans is that they are governed by a complex federal law called ERISA. I'm not going to get into ERISA or why it becomes complex, but you should just understand that in order to divide these retirement accounts, you need what is called a qualified domestic relations order, commonly called a CUDRO. And it's a separate form or document that you need to file with the court and the divorce court signs off on it and they have to be prepared in advance. And the method of preparation can get very complex because each plan or each company can have a different kind of kudro that they want. Now, I will tell you that our firm, we typically outsource this kind of work because the malpractice concerns are so significant. Typically, a kudro attorney that prepares these sorts of documents will charge in the range between $750 and $1,500, but it can be very complex and it is specialized area of the law. So if at all possible, what we try to do is use IRAs to divide retirement accounts equally if that's what we're going for in an equal division. Now, there are three methods for handling qualified retirement plans in a Colorado divorce. The first is called the net present value. That's usually employed with a 401k. You look at how much the 401k is worth, and then you determine the net present value. Easy enough, right? Well, it gets a lot more complicated when you're looking at a pension or something that is called a qualified benefits plan. And that would be where uh, someone is receiving a particular amount, a guaranteed amount, when they reach a particular age. Now, you can also deal with what's called the second method and that deferred distribution. So once the person becomes retirement eligible, if that person is getting $5,000 a month, for example, you could have an agreement of that the other spouse $100. That's the deferred distribution method. The third method is the reserve jurisdiction. And that might be employed, and it's very uncommon, I would say, where courts reserve jurisdiction, but there might be some issue where you don't know if it's ever going to come to fruition or there's no way to divide it under a net present value and there's just so much uncertainty in the future. But I just throw it out there because it is under Colorado law, a method that is employed sometimes with retirement accounts. Now, when you get into the net present value, oftentimes that requires experts. And the reason is because there's a time rule formula and there are different ways that we can look at valuing a 
pension, how much a thousand or five thousand dollars per month is worth over the course of 20 years can get very complicated. It depends on actuarial tables. It also depends on how much the person worked before the marriage, because there can be oftentimes witnesses will look at the marital versus separate property because in a pension or defined benefit plan, you oftentimes be dealing with premarital earnings. And so you figure out how much is that worth compared to the marital portion. Again, it gets really complicated. Couple issues that frequently arise or problems that people typically see when dividing qualified retirement plans is that they don't set a clear date of when they're dividing it. That's important because in a 401k, for example, the market is going to go up and down. For a Kudro, you're going to need to have a particular date by which you divide it. The other issue that you frequently see problems is that you fail or there's a failure to address what happens to the earnings or losses during that interim time. So it's going to take some time to have a defined or a qualified domestic relations order. What happens if the market goes up or the plan goes down? In a Kudro, you also may need to address the surviving spouse benefits and whether or not someone's entitled to the survivor benefits that could be accompanying that particular plan. Final issue with Kudros is that the, because they take quite a while, they can often slip through the cracks. People can agree that they're going to divide their 401k and in the separation agreement, and then they forget about it. So make sure you have a method or have an attorney that is on it because frequently these Kudros can slip through the cracks. And then when it becomes an issue down the road, it's too late or there becomes a major, major problem. The final thing I'll add is that oftentimes these plans will allow loans. So you need to take that into consideration when you are dealing with a qualified retirement plan in a divorce. Thanks for listening or watching this short lesson on the Divorce Altitude podcast. If you found this helpful, please leave a review or share with a friend. It does help for others that are going through or thinking about a divorce in Colorado. If you want to find out more information, please visit kalamea.law or divorcealtitude.com. And that's K-A-L-A-M-A-Y-A.law. Remember, this is educational information. It's not intended to be legal advice. Please consult with an attorney about the particulars of your case. We're happy to answer questions. Feel free to give us a call at 970-315-2365.